And so, um, you know, for example, half of Riverdale, folk not even here this morning, but they were at the picnic. <laughs> and they normally here. They, they wore out this morning. I mean, because trust me, we were out there from 7.30 to 6. And, uh, and so we, uh, and we got together as a family. I told you, for y'all that were at the picnic, now you understand what I mean by a real, how many know that was a real picnic? <laughs> okay. Uh, we, had, we got together. And we, by the way, that was me who cooked the chicken for all of y'all that were wondering. Yeah. So I, I heard people saying, who, who made that chicken? So I got tired of hearing it. So I had to say, let me go ahead and expose myself. Yeah, my, my wife loves for me to grill. She actually seasons the food and I grill it. And uh, so she loves for me to grill. So yes, I was the culprit behind the chicken. So, you know, so we got the whole church family involved, which we were already doing and everybody uh, chipped in and, and brought certain things. And so, you know, it was a blessing. Denise was the one who brought all of those watermelons from Whole Food. And so it was just everybody got together. But I just wanted to give you a lesson about not letting opposition stop you. Faith is not given to you to think normal. It is not given to you to work religious church things. It's given to you to control the planet. And so, um, you know, there was a huge forecast for thunderstorms all day. It was supposed to start at 9 a.m. and it was supposed to rain all day. And so you have a decision to make. Now, somebody else will be like, we canceled the picnic because it's supposed to rain. Not me. Number one, we were under two pavilions. Number two, the best picnic I ever been, been, have been to was where it rained the entire picnic. As a matter of fact, that was the picnic where I dislocated my leg. I was playing volleyball with uh, flip-flops on. Yeah, and the grass was wet. And so I went up and came down, and boom, my knee came out. And so, uh, and so but I just want to teach you a faith lesson how, y'all remember, God will move heaven and earth the same way to get somebody healed as he will over a church picnic. He will move heaven and earth for you to get somebody saved the same way he would. I should have reserved it. He will move heaven and earth for you to buy your favorite purse the same way he would to get somebody saved. Because it's not about the issue. It's always about faith. And faith is not given for It's just that's why it's a clean state. It says all things are possible, not all religious things. All things are possible. But we've been trained to use it for religious things. And with God, nothing is religious. religious. Everything has life. You'll see that when you get to heaven. And so, you know, you got that plague in your mind because you're running a picnic and everything and the thunderstorm. And I got up that morning, I saw it. And uh, Mike, uh, because of my sister, we had to do things differently. So Mike picked me up. And, uh, and uh, Mike, uh, he was listening to some music. And I was praying. I was like, Lord, look, okay, we are your people. And, 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 and let me say something. Um, actually, let me reverse it. I'm going a little too fast. Because the rain situation was plaguing my mind, because too many people kept telling me it was supposed to rain tomorrow. It, you know, how many know you, you, you're fine until everybody else keeps telling you what's supposed to happen? And so, and so when I got up that morning, this is the scripture that the Holy Spirit put in my spirit, man. And I put it up. Just showing you how faith works. I got to take every scenario to teach you how this works. Uh, James 5, 17, 17 through 18. It says, Elijah was as human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. 
See, and so now we read that scripture. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Elijah was a powerful man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't powerful as you were. Because Elijah didn't have the Holy Spirit within and upon. He didn't have the name of Jesus. He didn't have all of the stuff that we have. That's why the Bible says they did less. Well, we're thinking they're supposed to do more. Most of them, we see them as monuments now to revere for the rest of our lives. You know, so, so that's the scripture. Because a lot of times when you're stepping out, the Holy Spirit will then give you a scripture. Um, and the scripture will then give you the faith to do what you're supposed to do. So as on the car, that scripture was just, I mean, it was just there. I mean, it was placed there. And so I said, Lord, look, we're having a simple picnic. You know, I wasn't standing out there, you know, holding a cross towards the heaven. I wasn't binding Satan and, and praying in tongues for five hours. I was just like, because, I, you know, I'm going to share some things with you in the future. The Lord wants you to get to a level where you recognize that if you say one prayer under your breath, they hear it as though you were right next to God's throne. And, and if you don't understand that, you'll think that you got to go through three atrics to get God to hear you. I, you, know, you know, it's almost like you got to convince yourself that God heard you. And so, but when you get the full revelation, and actually you're going to get that today with this one passage of scripture. When you start get the full revelation of this, you will realize that God heard Jesus uh, example in the Old Testament of, remember that woman that Abraham, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, Abraham sent that woman away from his house. And it says that she was in the wilderness, and it says that she was praying underneath her breath, and someone thought she was drunk. I might have the wrong story. But the point that I'm making is, is that, is that uh, God hears you when you say something simple or whisper it. And so I was just, because Mike was listening to his music, and, um, and, uh, and so I said to prayer, I said, Lord, look, we're getting ready to have this picnic. We are your people. And so, uh, you know, I'm asking you to hold the rain back until the picnic is over. You, know, you got to be a little specific, y'all. You, sometimes you need to say, Lord, I need you to hold the rain back until an hour after the picnic is over. And so, but I said, I need you to hold back the rain. Now, I'm going to teach you a valuable lesson. Because when I got to the picnic grounds, I was inundated that morning because we got there at 730 um, and set up. And so at that particular park, they have this mile track. So there are tons of people out there working. They saw us setting up. And guess what? Every person said, you know, it's supposed to rain today. Thank you for that update. I didn't. And you ain't got to be, I bind you. No, you ain't got to do all that. Say, yeah, yeah, I know it's supposed to rain. Yeah, I know it's supposed to rain. And, um, and then it started up and it started up. And, well, you know, you know, you, you're just going to get washed out today. And I said, yeah, I know, I know it's supposed to rain. You know, listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, I know it's supposed to rain. I ain't got to try to say, well, you know, brother, I'm standing on the word. They don't know nothing about that. They have to exercise with their dogs. Okay. And so, so I was holding on to hmm, recognizing what I had said. The Lord wants me to go back to a moment. Yeah, it is good stuff. Y'all remember, let me tell you how I, the, the example the Lord gave me to help me to understand how powerful I was. We look at the sky and say, big old sky, other people might be praying for rain. It's dry today. Big old planet. Why in the world would I ever think that this entire atmosphere is going to respond to little old me? And, 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 and I was dwelling on that. This was who knows how long ago. Um, and the Lord, uh, sometimes the Lord won't say anything. He'll show you something. And when he shows it to you, you understand. The Lord showed me a picture of a light switch. I said, oh, okay, I got it. I know you already <laughs> Loman's light switch. It doesn't matter how big this room is. The lights, everything in here, let me say something. 
the, 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 the lights are run on electricity, the air condition is run on electricity, the keyboards, all of this equipment is run on electricity. Okay? It doesn't matter how big the building is, the whole thing is turned on or turned off by one small light switch. And so that's when the Holy Spirit began to teach me, teach me that one of the many things you are is you are switches, you are spiritual switches. And that you are the ones that control the big things, even though you are small. It doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter how small you are because you are spiritual switches. You turn things on. You turn things off. You are allowed to close doors. You are allowed. <laughs> so right here, Elijah turned the rain off. Okay, so back. I'm teaching. I ain't even taught yet on teaching. Okay. And so... So, so I know I'm, I'm, I'm just pausing because I know this is sinking in. Some of y'all getting answers like, Lord Jesus, I can go home right now. Matter of fact, we should have brought some of that chicken so we could eat and listen to this right here because this is off the chain. Okay. See, pastors are supposed to be examples to the flock, not controllers of the flock. I have to practice this stuff, then show you how it worked for me so that you can then work it for your own situation. And there's no limitation. Okay. And so now here's now watch this, though. So it happened. So the forecast for us were for it, for it, was for it to start raining at 9 a.m., start thunderstorming. So I spoke that about 7 o'clock. And so, and so then I'm, I was looking at the clouds. See, here's the battle. So I'm looking at the clouds, and I'm like, it, in my mind, I'm like, mm, it looks like it's going to rain. It looks like it's going to rain. And so, but I kept ignoring it. We set up everything, listening to the people. You know it's going to rain today. You know it's going to rain today. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the clouds. And, and so throughout the course of the day, whenever I would um, um, almost have a pause, you know, I was fellowshipping, hanging, cooking, doing all type of stuff just amongst the people. And so whenever I'd have a small pause, this is what I would hear in my ear. You need to look at your weather app to see if it's supposed to rain. And I would be, the phone would be in my hand and I would be tempted. It happened about four times yesterday. I would hear the voice in my ear. You should look at your phone to see the weather forecast. Okay? And when I would hear that in my ear, I would hear the Holy Ghost say in my heart. And if you look at your phone to see what the weather is supposed to be, you will step out of faith and turn the light switch back on. <laughs> that is deep. Because it stopped raining because you turned it off. But you were in faith. It wasn't even so much you said, it was the fact that you were in faith. And faith can do anything. Okay? And so, but then there comes that battle of now Satan trying to get in my ear because he recognized, okay, he turned this, he turned this off. So we got to get him out of faith. Because it wouldn't have been what I said. It would have been the action, my actions of seeing what the weather, why do I need to see what the weather is going to be when I said what it's going to be? I said what the weather was going to be. So if I look to see what it's going to be, it's because I don't believe what I said it's going to be. Y'all following me? I'm trying to teach you how it's, it's, it's our actions. That's what God said in the scripture. It says, quit talking arrogantly because with God, actions are weighed. So in that moment, it's a battle of the actions. Battle of actions. I'm telling you, I'm sitting out, and it's amazing. Y'all. It doesn't matter how noisy the picnic was and everybody fellowshipping and playing volleyball and kickball and frisbee and, and babies crying and people smacking and, and all of that. In the midst of all of that, I'm having that silent battle. And, I, and the devil speaking in my ear and the Holy Spirit whispering in my heart. The Lord's voice, the scripture says, it splits rocks. 
doesn't matter how wild the ocean is. It doesn't matter how wild the airplane is. God has this ability to get your attention in the loudest atmosphere. And it's crazy how loud it is on the outside. When he speaks on the inside, it'll be louder than what's on the outside. So that was the battle that I went through. And, and then and after about the third or fourth time, it could have been three, four times, I don't know. I mean, I'm telling you now, it'll be sitting right there and something would say, you need to look at your phone, you know, because a couple of times the clouds came in dark. And see, that's one thing about God. He'll train you and he'll let the atmosphere look like it's going to be the opposite of what you say. It's a scripture in the Old Testament. It says, he that looks at the clouds will not sow. Is that correct? He that regardeth the wind will not sow. Oh, and he that regardeth the clouds will not reap. In other words, quit paying attention to what you see to determine what's going to show up. So I believe it's in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Um, but it says, he that regardeth the wind will not sow. Why? Well, if we get out here and start planting, you know the wind is just going to drive it all away. That's always an assumption. You know, he that regardeth the, the clouds will not reap. Why? Well, you know, we sowed it. Now nah, it's not raining. Y'all. You know, that's why, the, that's why the Bible put in the scripture, Isaac sowed in the land of famine and still received a hundredfold in the same year without rain. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Okay, so, so that was the battle that I was going through is, so I, you know, and so that's, that, I'm teaching you how to hold your ground in the face of, of it looking like the opposite. And, um, and so the Lord will train you in that. Now, now guess what? I, I want you to realize something. It could have rained yesterday on the picnic. Everybody else would have been like, well, that's just normal. No. And nobody would have ever known it was because the leader got in disobedience. Because whatsoever a lot of faith is seeing. <laughs> I'm killing it. I might not get to my message today. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, it is deep. Okay. So, um, so, you know, these things are very, very important. Now, all this is, watch this, a faith battle over a picnic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. But I think that might, that's what I'm going to title it, too. There it is, right there. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so that, these are these things, and you can, you can imagine, it's keeping me, hitting me, and after about a third or fourth time, I said, you know what? This is an enemy trying to get me. Watch this. Terrain on y'all parade. Because the enemy, <laughs> the enemy, y'all, you got to remember something. The, the devil doesn't have a problem with church services. What he has a problem with is your joy. Okay? Because, you know, Jesus said, you can ask for anything and we'll do it so that your joy can be full. See, so the enemy is always after your joy. He's not after your joy in a church service. He's not after your joy out on your job. He's not after your joy in your, in your marriage. He's not after joy when it comes to your money or you going on vacation. He's after your joy, period. So anything, because I mean, you know, if you were out there, everybody was just enjoying themselves. It was just a, whoo, I ain't got to do nothing. All of this food is out here. I'm just going to enjoy. Some people just sitting there for like seven hours just looking. <laughs> just and other people, they were just going around eating up everything that they saw. It was just a complete atmosphere for you to do what you wanted to do. People were playing games. They were doing all that type of stuff. 
And so the enemy hates that because he knows that while you're doing that, the negative toxins in you are also draining out. And so, and so if, a, if a man had the audacity, and let me say this too. Uh, well, if the man had the audacity to close the heavens, then we got to do whatever we can to get them to open back up. Because now what happens is a downpour comes in and the wind comes in and, and it messes up all of the food. And, um, and it messes up the lady's hair. People get drenched. People had their car windows open. Okay. And so now all this, it puts a somber mood. You go home like, man, it was good, but that happened. See? So versus getting it all out. So, <clears throat> so, you know, as the picnic racked up, you know, I can't remember exactly what time it was. You know, everybody worked together. It's like everybody knew. All right, y'all, let's get up out of here. And we started to clean up. We started to pack up, do all of those things. And, um, and um, you know what? I'm not going to preach that other message. I'm going to just leave it here, see if they have any questions, and go home. Um, and so, because uh, this was good enough. So, um, and, so let me show you the other part. Now, you got to remember, God is, God is, I don't know if it's God controlling the weather or if it's my voice controlling it. Because we are made in the image of God. That's why the Bible says, if a man shall believe that what he says, not praise, if a man shall believe what he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says, good or bad, negative or positive, righteous or wicked. And so, uh, so we packed up everything, packed up everything, packed up everything. Nobody was paying attention to everything. And we were packing up, putting stuff, giving food away, cleaning up everything, boom, boom. And so, um, and so a couple of you were there. Jerry was there. I was there. Devon was there. Michael and the Lundies were there. That was it. So uh, we had pulled all of the cars over, got everything packed up. My wife was also one of the last ones that left. When my wife got in the car and everyone else got in the car, the only ones that were left were Devon, myself, Jamal, Jerry, and the Lundies. Everything had been backed up. We fooling around trying to give bread away. That's what it was. Yeah, Nicholas had brought these two great, that's why Jamal, he had brought these two great big old things from, from a Publix, but they looked like cake boxes, so the kill children were highly offended yesterday. My own, my own niece, you know, uncle, can I have some of that cake? I said, Grace, that's, that's not cake. She was like, what? I said, yeah, that's bread. She was like, man. So... So we had a great big old box of that, and there was a couple sitting there who had come in because they saw that we were leaving, a couple sitting there. And uh, so we said, do y'all want this? We're trying to figure out what to do with the bread, trying to figure out what to do. So now the stragglers are just, it's just like six, seven of us just straggling around. Let me tell you something. Michael Lundy pulled his car up, got his wife, who had been in an accident. You know, she's doing very, very well now. He had put her in the car, and then uh, someone else had pulled their car up, put their stuff in the car, Michael. And then my wife had gotten in the car, and the only person that was left was, was Mariah with her dog, with one of the dogs. And so Mariah walked past me. Everyone had just got in the car. Mariah's the last one left. I look over to the right. This is what's deeper, if you were there. We look over to the right, and literally it is downpouring every place except for where we are. We looking at it. We looking at it We're like, that's weird. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, when I say downpour, I don't mean like, is it, is it, is it drizzling over there? You know, is, is it possibly a raindrop? I'm talking about, oh, so I tell, so I'm looking at this, and I'm telling people, hey, y'all, go ahead and go ahead and get in the car, go ahead and get in the car. 
and I'm looking at the rain because if you if you know anything about the rain, the, you can see the rain coming across. So I'm 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 looking at the grass and I'm like, that rain is not moving. And so I tell Mariah, Mariah, go ahead and get the car because the rain is coming. But look again, I'm like, that rain is not moving. Mariah gets in the car, and then the rain start moving. We watched that thing yesterday. And then the ones who were straggling, <laughs> you were there. And let me tell you something. Because Jessica was standing right there, too. It was just us few, like six or seven of us. We were standing there under the pavilion just looking at the rain. And, and then that thing came through, and um, she was standing on our huge pavilion with an umbrella still getting wet. It was, it was wind. It was, that thing rushed through there. Had that rain come through, it would have torn up and messed up everything underneath those pavilions. Because we're standing there. And I, so y'all get the point. And it's flooding in there. The water was all coming in. And so, uh, and so Devon went and got his vehicle. And, and then he pulled it back. And so we jumped in the vehicle and we were all out. So that was an amazing thing to see how, how, and how God is so specific. The rain was supposed to start at nine and it did not. And, um, but the moment we were out, that thing came through like a storm. I mean, that thing came through so strong the moment we were out. So, you know, because guess what? Somebody else might have been praying for rain that day. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, I think that was, a, that, was a, that was a nice little lesson in regards to the importance of holding your ground, y'all, even when it comes to small stuff. We, we stay in negative things too long because we assume, we, we listen to the threat that's in our mind. Our feelings tell us this is going to happen. You don't know, that has not happened yet. Watch this, my attitude would have been, well, not that type of storm that came through, but my attitude is if it had rained, look, I remember that church picnic, Messiah Baptist Church in Detroit. We had a picnic, and that, how we did the picnic yesterday, that's how, I did it. That's how they did a picnic. And that thing rained all day. All the ladies' hair was just all messed up, toe up. Just people who had afros, it turned flat. And people who had flat, it turned into afros, soaking wet. I mean, I, just, I remember that. And I, I remember it, not the rain. I remember the good time I had in the rain. And sometimes, you know, in this culture now of everything is so dangerous, we can lose sight of just having fun and tearing our clothes up every once in a while. What was a blessing yesterday is you saw no kids on electronic instruments. And there was a bunch of kids out there, bunch of kids out there. You did not see kids or teenagers on their electronic instruments. The kids were walking around the trail, playing on the playscapes. Devon and Stan had them out there playing games from volleyball. They played so much volleyball. They played volleyball who knows how long. We were like, playing, don't let nobody pass out from heat exhaustion. They were, what's that thing where you uh, tug of war? Stan and Devon are masters of that. Sack racing. Yeah, sack racing. Horseshoes. All of that, and so it, was, so it was a blessing. Now there were some people who they were on their electronic instruments uh, because that's just what they wanted to do. It was funny, the adults were on their iPads and electronic instruments and the kids was like, we ain't got time for that today. I mean, no, we should be the ones looking at it and relaxing, not the opposite. So, so, it was, it was, so I just wanted to give that small lesson and maybe, because to be totally honest with you, what I was going to preach, I really wanted to preach it Wednesday night. So maybe the Lord answered my prayer. And so, all right, um, anybody got a, a question right quick? Because if not, we're about to go home. 
Y'all like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, hmm? yes. And see, that's because that, we did one illegal move. This is, this, is, this is a very nice part. You're not supposed to bring your own grill. Now, my wife will tell you, um, I don't really listen to a lot of laws that I don't think make sense. Don't try this at home, by the way. I was like, I was like, we ain't got time for using these little raggedy grills. And so, uh, but then, but here's the problem, is that they said no grills. This is huge, this is my sister's grill. This thing is huge, this is a real grill. So, so I got a little scared, Violet, because I was like, okay, this is a park in the suburbs that said no grills. And the grill is being brought in by a black man driving a bright blue pickup truck <laughs> with a grill on the back. I was like, oh, they're going to get us coming in the door. <laughs> and mysteriously, the park rangers were not. So I said, because I said, we're not doing the grill. And I would have messed this up. I told Jesse, man, we just use the little raggedy grills. That's why I saw that, you saw that big old thing of aluminum foil. We'll just put the aluminum on it and we'll run three, four grills at the same time. That would have messed us up. And so thank God that the Holy Spirit had enough sense to tell Jesse when he was at the house, uh, man, you sure you don't want me to bring this grill? I said, you know what, bring the grill. I said, worst case scenario, they say we can't use it. We'll just leave it on your truck because nobody's going to steal the grill. So he brought it, and that's why we're able to do what we. <laughs> so yes, and so that's but so that's how we were always. But as a result of that, we made sure that we were blessing the people. So then when it came to the workers, we're like, hey, y'all want some food? That's how you exercise favor. You want some food? See, if you get them food, they ain't about to tell that you got the grill. <laughs> I mean, you know, man, y'all can bring this grill out here anytime. Okay, and so being a, being a blessing to people, but yeah, I rebuked the couple that brought the banana pudding. I said, because cause, cause it was about, it was in a container about this small. And, and you saw what he brought. Wait, wait a minute. I, I was in a conversation with another family. And I heard somebody walk past me. Ooh, banana pudding. I said, hold up. I'll be right back. I followed them. Got to go check this out. And so it, is a, it, was, a, it was like eight or nine of us standing around this small container. And we put somebody to the test, go ahead and taste it. And they put it in their mouth, oh, we all dug in. And I rebuked that couple. Yeah. I rebuked that couple. I said, don't you never come to no picnic with nothing this size again. Oh, my God. That was ridiculous. So, so yeah, so, it's a, so it was a great, great, great blessing. And so, you know, as a church, it does not matter what we do. We learn lessons at weddings, at funerals, at picnics, at fellowships, all of those things. And so um, those are called life lessons. God is involved in every single area of our life. And you have to keep your ears open and your eyes open. And so, uh, so you know, and I'll just close with this. And that is I encourage you to do something. The Lord placed something on my heart and Devon said it to me when we were.